Welcome back to NMP Talk Show, the show that keeps you informed and engaged with topics about your mental health, wellness. And we're back again and we're picking up from the discussion that we had previously uh, regarding critical thinking and uh, good decision making. And as promised, we called back our guest, Mr. V and K. Uh, Mr. V, welcome to our show. Welcome back to our show. Well, thank you very much. Good. The masses have spoken and we had them. So today we have the opportunity to have you back and, you know, expand more on the topic that uh, we started a few weeks ago. So with, with our topic, uh, the last time we spoke, uh, we were speaking about making good decisions. And uh, you had 21 steps that you came up with to help us make decisive um, decisions. And uh, we tackled three of those steps. And we want to go further and see what other steps can we follow so that we can have a successful decision-making process. But before we start with the fourth one, do you mind to recap the, the, the first three that we had uh, so that our listeners can be on board? Okay. Uh, the first three were actually quite simple. It actually starts off because I'm assuming if you actually want to sit down and think, you've got a problem. And what you need to do is to define the problem. So there are more than there is more than one way of defining a problem. You can actually then say, look, I've been dismissed. I like this one of being dismissed at work. I've been dismissed, you know. But then you must turn around and say, okay, now that I've been dismissed, is that the, a good way of defining a problem? And obviously it's not, because if you could actually then say, I'm now in a position where I'm looking for employment, that's a better way of defining your problem. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking for a new way of earning a living. Then the same example that I actually gave the last time to actually say, if you say uh, the glass is half full and it's half empty, it, both technically you're correct. The only thing is the difference in the two utterances is that the other one is negative and the other one is positive. It's positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other one is, the, the, the next thing is you actually got to ask yourself what is the dominant emotion that you're feeling at the time when you're sitting down to deal with that problem. Mm -hmm. And you must actually rate it. It must be less than five so that you'll be able to rationally continue with the process. And if not, then you've got to look for a different way of undergoing a therapy so that you can end up with... Um, with a better, with, with, with feeling a little bit better so that you can rationally uh, approach the problem. The, la the third point is yeah. your human nature. As you know, as human beings, we've got lots of imperfections. And those are imperfections. Uh, they may have a purpose, but when it actually comes to dealing with problems and solving problems, those imperfections, when they come through, they will result in bad decision-making, especially the YFM, what's in it for me, the selfishness part of who we are as human beings. We only think of our own selves, and that is where we have a difficulty. So you have to write prominently and you put it in front of yourself to actually say, okay, I'm dealing with this problem. However, I, I am looking out for myself so that I don't end up 
uh, stuffing up this whole process because of because see our natural uh, our our human nature works very good especially if it's it is not within your conscious awareness if you can actually it works clandestinely and that is where the problem is so if you draw to your conscious awareness the fact that you're a human being you've got all these imperfections you write them put it put it in front of you then you can proceed with the process those are the three the three steps that we did in the first first time around yeah so so basically what you're saying with the third one is that you have to acknowledge who you are in your limitation yes is that it? yes because we actually come with all these imperfections and as long as you don't acknowledge them that is where the problem is acknowledge them right mm -hmm. up front acknowledge that's a that's a powerful word to uh, to think of so now let's 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 take up now the the fourth step the fourth step is about the beliefs because all we all we human beings we are belief driven yeah. Uh, if you say to somebody, please do this, that, and the other, they'll go ahead and do it as long as they believe that um, they can do it. So our beliefs, say suppose, talk, sticking with this, uh, with this story of somebody who has been dismissed, say suppose you turn around and say, yes, I've been dismissed, but the thing is I'm now looking for a job. But now that you're looking for a job, the question will then be, how are your what is your limiting belief pertaining to looking for a new job is it because you think you're a woman and that is a man's world or you think uh, these people are not going to employ you or what exactly is your belief system pertaining to what you actually want to venture into then you will have to define all those things that you write out everything that you believe might be your beliefs pertaining to the problem that you have at hand. So, so if you write down what you believe, are, are you saying to the audience they, um, if you believe negative of yourself or what you know of the, the system, you have to correct it first so that you are confident to move, move forward? Yes. What you then have to actually understand is when you've been fired from a, from a job, there was a time when you were employed and there were certain things which happened. You Most probably you didn't even know those people. So you actually then have to say, the way how I got my first job is the, or my last job is the way I'm actually going to uh, get the next job irrespective of all these narratives which are being thrown around in the society. Okay. All right. Um, uh, we, we have a question there. Maybe uh, they need clarification on that statement there. Hilda, uh, you can unmute yourself. Welcome to our show. Limitation on the limitations. Sorry, sorry Hilda. Um, I believe. Can you start over? Can you hear me now? Now we can hear. Yes, yeah. I had your volume down. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to. My question is actually on limitations. Hmm. How do you work around 
um, let me put it this way. I, I've got a problem of doubting myself and I, I can see that this is a limitation for me. And I know I can do something, but I doubt myself. I would first need someone to say, yeah, but you can do it. Then that's when I can do it. How do I deal with something like that? Mm, it, can I answer? Yes, please. please yes. Go ahead. It is a limiting belief. But then the interesting thing about that belief is if you're writing, if you write it down to actually say, look, I have this limiting belief which says that one, two, three, right? You write it down, you put it out there, you look at it, and you say, what is exactly the basis of this limiting belief? That is where you actually have to dissect that belief. Where does it come from? How did I end up with it? And because obviously, if you doubt yourself, that means you are lessening or you're lowering your self-efficacy. That has everything to do with your self-concept. So meaning that you must actually ask yourself the question, I have this limiting belief. The question is, what are its origins? Where does it come from? You must be able to effectively answer that question. And it must be backed up by facts. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask uh, that question as well uh, to our audience today. Because if, if, if it has to do with upbringing, or what had happened in your in your past life? Uh, just, let me paraphrase. Um, in 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 the lifetime that you are uh, in transition to where you are, can be uh, a stumbling for you. So if you can identify uh, where the chain broke to create it, that belief that you have of 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 your incapability. I think that's where you start, eh? Yes, that is exactly where you start. But you must also do this. You must actually then do a reaffirmation, which means that you may harbor that belief somewhere around you, but there are certain victories, certain successes, certain accomplishments that you have done in your life and they are there to dispel this myth that you have about yourself. Hmm. Hilda, is your question answered? It is answered, and while you were talking, I, I actually uh, thought of the successes that I've actually accomplished in, in my life, and hmm. that can actually show that I'm limiting myself because at the end of the day, I, I can be successful in whatever I want to do. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for that. So, so now we, we, we're exploring uh, the beliefs. So what's the, the next step? Um, maybe the next step, the next step is bias. Yes. There are all kinds of biases in the world. We've got an appearance bias, there is cognitive bias, there is confirmation bias, there's all sorts of biases. Then ask yourself when you're sitting with this problem and say to yourself, what bias do I harbor in this area? Because uh, let's make a simple example. 
you may actually have this bias to say, uh, I would always want to work for, uh, for, for Africana companies, or I would like to work for English companies, or I would like to work for companies in the Cape, or I would like to work for, you know, ask yourself the question, why do you have that bias? Because bias are blinkers and they limit you. It, because obviously there is a time when you go through the newspaper and then you say to yourself, ah, no man, I would apply for a, for, for, for a, for a job in, in, in the Eastern Cape or because of this, that and the other. You have, there are certain biases that we have got. And you have to so you write the bias. You, 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 well, everybody will claim that they're open-minded. But you see, we as human beings, as I said earlier on, we are not open-minded. What normally happens is that if you've got a problem, you write out exactly what your bias is pertaining to this problem. Because you have to make it specific. Because you can never get, because human nature comes with a lot of bias. So we can't go, we, we can't run away from that. So what we have to do is, if we bring it to our conscious awareness, to the fact that yes, we are biased, but this bias of ours, how, what exactly is the bias in this particular area, and how is it going to hold me back from achieving what I'd like to achieve? You have to be aware. Do you have practical um, examples of, of of that that you can elaborate more on on this being biased? I know you spoke about looking for a job maybe in another area, you know, district, or but because you told yourself um, that you never work in in those areas, do we have other experiences or maybe examples that we can use other than work? Um, that has to do with the way we do things on a daily basis, like in okay. our families. One of the biases that we have actually got, uh, I don't know if you if if you have seen this. Uh, we go to a party and we enjoy ourselves and stuff like that, and we have this bias to actually say, um, whenever I there is a group of people, and I will tend to have this bias of gravitating towards people that I know. Or I have this bias of only listening to things, we call it a confirmation bias. You come home from work and you sit and the wife actually says, look, um, there is this and that. And because she mentions that so-and-so was here and he said, already you don't even want to hear it because you've actually got a bias against that particular person. Very interesting. So most of the time, we don't actually listen to, we only listen to what we like. That is what human nature actually does with us. Selective hearing. That is, that comes with our human nature. Yeah. And that limits us. Instead of listening to what is being said, we are busy with other things we are already that clouds a bias will cloud your vision and you won't be able to see it through properly no it makes sense it does make sense 
Um, if you are connected on Telegram, um, you more than welcome to raise your hand and ask a question as we go through these steps. Um, these are 21 steps that uh, Mr. V has come up with in making uh, good decisions. I mean, we make decisions on a daily basis. When you wake up, you have to decide what time you want to wake up, what you want to wear, how fast can you can you do a task or how to get to another place, uh, which route to take. So it's decision, decision, decision all our lives. But some decisions, although they might seem like they, they're small decisions, accumulatively they would impact your life. So I think um, what Mr. V here is, you have done here, is it's just making us aware that every decision that you make is very important. It doesn't matter how small or big it is. Because at the end of the day, um, if you, um, you, you know, it's like walking on a garden, um, which is with beautiful um, green grass there. But the time you walk over that grass, over time, you create a path. And, and, and that's what the brain, the brain does as well. How you think, over time, it creates a path. And it, it doesn't become now an effort to do such a thing. But okay. it is a big effort to change that path to a new path. <laughs> so we must be careful, problem. hey, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. that's a problem. Sure. Right. I'm interested in the next one. The next, the next one is the facts. The, facts yeah. the next one is about facts. We have to table our facts properly. Now, the reason why facts are important, there are two facts here. The first one is the fact about the problem itself. If we stick with this um, example of somebody who has been fired, there are certain facts that you've got. You're fired, that's a fact. You're unemployed, that's a fact. You have bills to pay on a monthly basis, that's a fact. You've got so much money in the bank, that's a fact. Your wife is unemployed, that's a fact. You know, and, and you've got debit order, that's a fact. You have to make a list of all those facts. So how, how would that now um, influence your decision making? What actually happens is that you can't deal with something that you don't know, and you can't deal with something that you're not conscious of. You have to be aware of what the facts are. I'll give you a simple example. You're now looking for another job, but the fact that you have actually made a list of facts, you might actually have to make a call to your bank pertaining to your debit orders. You might actually have to go to to bmw and actually say hey guys listen uh, i won't be able to pay for your car this month or because of what you know because you have it it won't slip into the cracks How it's do you some... know i love bmws <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> that's another fact so what, what what so what i'm basically saying here is you yeah. you you have facts that you have to look at because those facts are going to be important because that's the next thing that you have to tackle. Yeah. You know, right. if you owe somebody can money, ask, yes. Can I ask you to tilt your, your laptop a little bit back to you? Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks.
Sorry to disturb you. Mm. So, so it means that whenever you you're doing some of these things, it's important that you are you get you garner all the facts, the relevant facts pertaining to your situation, and you say to yourself, how am I going to go about dealing with these facts? Because these are facts, and there are some facts which are more important than others. You have got to prioritize them. You've got to look at them, and you've got to ask yourself the question, what fact do I actually have to deal with right now? What am I going to be dealing with tomorrow? What am I going to tell my landlord? What am I going to tell the bank? What am I, you know, all those facts, if you have them, then you know for a fact that you can go step by step attending to those facts. Interesting. Um, let's take a question there. Hilda. Okay. Neo. Yes. And your guest there. Let's say you, you, you didn't lose your job, Neo, but you are still employed and you are being moved to an, a new department that you are not familiar with. It. What would be the facts to take into consideration? Thank you. Now, if you're being moved to a particular department, uh, there are a few facts here. One of the facts is the fact that you're being moved. That's a fact. The other fact is anchored in the uh, company's, uh, what do they call it? In the company's policies and procedures. If it is happening unprocedurally, the one fact is the boss can't actually do what he wants because he will be challenged, not by the employee, but is going to be challenged by the policies and the procedures in the organization, which you as an employee can raise. So you can actually then turn around and say, okay, one of the facts is that I'm being moved and it's against my will. But then you say, the fact is, I have a company policy and a procedure in my hand and I am saying I'm going to use this fact to challenge this movement. I'm not fighting, but I'm actually saying, guys, what you're doing here, you're setting a precedence because this is not what you're actually supposed to be doing. So that's another fact which will be in their face as well. And they've got to deal with it. I have a fact. Um, maybe you can help help me with it. Yes, you you want to challenge the the system, or you want to uh, you know to to encourage the the policies uh, to be applied. But now these are your superiors that are doing this, and we expect them to uh, to spearhead the policy. You know to make sure that the the policies have been implemented and all of that. But they they're going over those policies, yes. and the very same people that are going over the, those policies, what will be stopping them from making your your life difficult at work? Um, I'm talking about constructive dismissal. You know, um, that's a that's a nice way of 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 saying to somebody that we're going to fire you, but they're not saying it. Well, yes, there's one other fact. Since you're talking about constructive dismissal, it is anchored in law. That's also another fact, not only for you, but also for the employer. Mm. So which means that 
before we even get to you resigning, I mean, claiming constructive dismissal and whatever, while you are within in the company, you can actually then say, because look, an employer uh, will actually have to, because there is what we call grievance procedures. And when they are being handled, you can say, guys, this is what the policy says, and this is what the precedent says. And what you're not talking is not hearsay, are facts. And that is the one fact which can help you to be fighting this kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, I, I really do hear you. Um, and, and I take note of you, Helda. I see you raise your hand. Um, uh, let me admit you, but I'll, I'll let you talk in a moment. But I, I hear what you say, Mr. V. And and the the problem is, well, for me, I don't know about the others. Is is the the moment you you stand up for yourself, and and usually people who stand stand up for their for themselves, they do have facts, but they're fighting the system. And I'm not talking just about uh, the workplace. You know, I'm talking about anything else. You know, around everywhere. Us. The the moment you start standing up and presenting facts people hate you and you're not being hated by those below you or in the same level you'll be hated by those who need to upload uh, uh, uphold uh, those standards which are your superiors and mm-hmm. and now you're at their mercy and that's why people now um, it becomes a difficult thing to start making decisions because of the fear of what might happen to you, and you also have a family to look to look out for, but you now uh, you have to choose: either you remain there and get mistreated, so that your family can can be you know taken care of, or you stand up and you lose a job, your family suffers. Okay, but now that we're talking about facts, we are, you, have, yeah. you have just illustrated this thing so well. I can't illustrate yeah. it much better than you have. <laughs> the thing is, you have a family. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that you have bills to pay, that's a fact. Mm. The next fact is you know that it's not so easy to actually get a job out there. That's another fact. Mm. So what happens is you may on the basis of these facts that you have looked at, you might actually mm. then say, I will actually have to cower. What does it mean? It means that I am not going to be putting putting up my hand to say I want to fight the system because mm-hmm. of these facts that I've actually got. So I am not going to do it. And that in itself, it's a decision that you have made. Spot on. Hilda, you can jump in. Yeah, what I wanted to say here is, let's say policies and procedures will follow to the T. And then you move into this new department and you're not familiar with it. It's not like they didn't follow the procedure. How do you make it easier for you to acclimatize with that department and and get to do things the right way? Okay. All right. Look, what normally happens is that um, when you get to the new department, the issue is you say to yourself, what are the facts here? 
you've got a boss that you have to report to that's a fact you've got colleagues you actually get you have to get along with that's also a fact and the other fact is that the department where you're going to chances are that the bosses who have actually moved out moved you out to that department they've already spoken and whatever they've spoken chances are that it may not be complementary that's another fact and and you know and all those kind of things then you you actually have to look around and say the the fact is at home i've got i've got bills to pay here i've got a job to do the next fact is if these guys are unhappy with me chances are that i might actually end up losing my job then you write down exactly what is it that you're going to be doing to ensure that not only will you not lose your job but you will also become the darling of that particular department because once again human beings you see this is the oh i was actually talking about yesterday i was well the last time i was actually talking about uh, the employees you see and i was talking about the three uh the, what was that the three things which determine a person's salary and i don't know if you still remember i actually said first of all uh you step number one is or point number one is the need for what you do the second one is your ability to do it the third one is you, the difficulty or the degree of difficulty in replacing you okay so what i'm basically saying is you go to that particular department and then you have to make yourself indispensable irrespective of everything else that will be happening in that department people may not like you people may you know and all those kind of things but you now have to navigate the, the that bad or that unpleasant terrain you actually have to go through it but knowing that the facts at your home is you have to have a job and i'll have to do the best because the facts are dictating that if you lose this job you are done for so you get into that department sometimes oh sometimes i like this one sometimes it's not such a bad idea to be a fool only for a little while it reminds me of a snake what a snake does is that when a mouse is busy running around all over the place it does nothing it lies low it waits until the mouse is within striking distance hmm. you still there yes i'm here yeah oh okay all right <laughs> Yeah, no, I, the, I, I, I like the the suspense on on, on that statement there. <laughs> I was I was still waiting for more. <laughs> uh, we we do have another hand there, uh, Sistandi. Uh, let me unmute you there. Allow you to speak. You can unmute yourself. Welcome to our show, Sistandi. Yes, uh, thank you very much. It's a very good show. Um, coming back to the facts let's say now we are being moved to another position. This is what my thinking, using facts. Mm. You are removed from your comfortable position to another one in the same company. That is a fact. 
So the fact is, is to explain to the boss that I am not familiar with this position, with this new position, because it's a fact, you are not familiar. However, I will try to do my utmost best to be able to be productive. So yeah. effect is to acknowledge that I don't know this new position. However, the fact is I will acknowledge, I mean, I will try to, to be productive in this production, same company. I, I don't know whether. Yeah, yeah. I think you spot on there and, and also be willing to learn. Yes. If if we're willing to learn. Oh, by the way, um, we're speaking to uh, Tandima Kubela. And um, she's been on the show, on our show for, for many, um, many times uh, where she's given us so much uh, wisdom legally um, and also health-wise. So we, we really appreciate what you've done, what done for the show, Sistandi. So, so um, coming back to your statement there, I, I fully agree with you that uh, uh, we need to familiarize yourself and and also having a relationship with the with, with your boss, you know, to an extent that you are able to communicate that. Some of us, because we don't have that relationship with 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 our employers, we don't want to say we're not able to do this or we don't know this, because we shy that will be you know targeted or you know put on the spotlight to say. Uh, you're not qualified for this. Why did we hire you and all of those things? But I, I understand that. So it, it's the beliefs. I think it goes back to the beliefs, doesn't it, Mr. V? Well, yes, but uh, now that uh, Sister Andishi has actually spoken about that, I think it's important that I highlight this one. Hmm. Look, uh, you human beings, <laughs> they're actually quite strange. Uh, as I've said earlier on, you will get to a department and somebody has made up his mind that he will or will not like you. I don't know if it has actually ever happened to you that you get to a place and you talk to somebody and you've got a feeling that this person does not like me. And this is normal. There are people who will like you and there are people who will not like you. This is how the world works. Okay. So I think what is important is to understand the fact that at home you've got circumstances which are pushing you to come to this job that you, you, that you may or may not like. You have to deal with bosses or with colleagues that you may or may not like. But then life is a place where we actually have to have the ability to negotiate contradictions. I keep on seeing the same people every day who don't like me and who I also don't like. But that is the contradiction that we have to neg negotiate every time. Ask any mother, she'll tell you getting pregnant is really terrible, but guess what, she would like to have a child. Yeah. You know, so we life is like that. We have to have the ability to negotiate contradictions which arise in our lives every day. So, Stanley, is that clear for you? 
Yes, I think I like that point. Negotiate what the negotiating part of it. I think I like it. It's a fact. <laughs> a good one for that matter. <laughs> a good one. So, so do do we still have time for maybe one, two, two, two more of the steps? By the way, yes. we, we we're not going to go through all the steps because we want you to come back to our show, and uh, we have a series on on this on this topic here. It's a very interesting topic, and I, you know, I couldn't believe how how many people uh, actually um, enjoyed this this episode. You know, um, it got a lot of traction from people, and they had questions. Unfortunately, because of the technicalities that we had yesterday, um, we don't have that audience that we had yesterday, and they they have questions. But uh, I'm hoping the recording of this show they will be able to to view, and then you know, on the comment section there they will they will send their their questions there. So our show is been. Um, broadcasting from Riverside FM and we're also broadcasting on Telegram at the present moment and we have the recordings on our YouTube channel NMP Talk Show uh, if you want to go there and subscribe and uh, you also see a browser in there if you click on it you'll be notified with any episode or new episode that have been uploaded so we encourage you to do that if you like podcasting you know, your Spotify, your uh, Apple Apple podcast, then uh, you can also find us there, NMP Talk Show. So go, coming back to our show at hand, um, making decisions. And uh, we have 21 steps that um, Mr. V here has come up with and is so generous to, to help us grow, go through them in order to make sure that we make a decisive um, decisions and we are able to enjoy uh, the benefits of it. So we've discussed six um, steps already. The first one that we discussed was to define a problem and we discussed also rate your, your emotions and also discussed to be human nature. That's that's yes. a note that I, that I made. Uh, the, is that how you, you coined it? Yes, I coined it human nature because I actually nature, I actually yeah. realized yes because there was mm -hmm. a time when I was actually writing in my literature I wrote that human nature should actually be declared public enemy number one. <laughs> That's so true. One other question before we we jump to uh, other steps. Why are we not taught? the art of making decision at the elementary level? Uh, at the elementary level, there is absolutely nobody who wants people who make decisions. It actually comes from our history. Years ago, kings had kingdoms, and they used to be declaring war on other kingdoms and annexing and taking over their territory. The idea was to enrich themselves, and they got more and more territories. So in those territories, the king wanted to have, you know, more cattle, more this, more that, and all those kind of things, the riches for himself. So what he actually wanted at that point, it was not people who are going to help him to think and to decide. No, no, he did his own thinking and his own decisions. He only needed people to execute 
the decisions. If we fast forward, business businesses started springing up in the industry during the industrial revolution. People put up businesses and what they were looking for, they were looking for people who are skilled enough to execute what they wanted. So the educational system could not come up, or even if they did want to come up with, 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 with thinking skills, they would have been redundant because nobody would have been interested anyway because the business owners just wanted accountants, administrators, and tradespeople. And today we've got politicians. Our governments are being headed by politicians and the politicians are actually going to do the thinking and they are looking for the public service where that manifesto, which they you know, talk about whenever they come together, that is the manifesto they want executed. They're not looking for thinkers. They're looking for people who are going to execute. So that is why government is not interested in having people who can think. It's not important. The only thing which is important that you might have actually seen in our educational system, they want people who memorize things so that you can actually then remember what actually happened last year when this and that arose. So they call that corporate memory. So that's the only thing they import, that's, that they want. They want people to also regurgitate, to actually say exactly what is it that you have been taught. There's no thinking involved. There's only memory. See, so there's only memory. So, so the system today is not interested in people who can think. That is why even if you look in the household itself, the household itself, the, the parents will do the thinking. They will, never, they, will, they will never say to the children, oh, let's sit down and see if we can actually in, incorporate your thinking. The parent is not interested in that. We'll just give you, we'll just read the riot act to say, listen, you will do six o'clock, you're all in the house, seven o'clock, you do this, three o'clock, you do this, and all. They just read you the riot act. They are not interested in your thinking as a child. So all over the place, on all platforms and on all levels, thinking is something that is not welcomed. Mm -hmm. Even if you go to, even if you belong to some to some church of some sort, and you actually feel that you know, you know, uh, actually the Bible is telling me this. However, uh, the pastor is is doing this, or is the moment you open your mouth, you're out. You know, I think um, just just uh, rewind rewind you back to what you just said about um, children that are being told what to do and they they're not contributing to any decision making in the household. Um, I, I think the the children of today um, have been trained to to think. And because we're coming from that generation that we were not allowed to think or even voice our emotions or feelings about a certain topic or whatever that needs to be its table day, uh, we come across as um, disrespectful. Oh, we see these these um, youngsters today who, you know, who would question you, question the, the, the decision that you do as a father. Uh, or, or how you doing things at home, and then they would still question you. You 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 get to think that they disrespectful. 
and because of 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 how we grew up am i am, am i right there you might you are right but there's also something else i want i would like to draw your 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 attention to a certain fact the yeah. moment the parent is actually being asked the question chances are that they may not feel comfortable with being cross-examined by their child they just want the child to execute whatever they've been told. They might actually look at things like, you know, uh, there is democracy in the in the country and in the home and this, that, and the other, and the children should not be. But if you were really to get into the heart of the parent who is actually being questioned by the child, that heart of that parent is not really as happy as it should be. Oh, interesting. So he may not actually complain to the child to say, look, I don't want to be cross-examined, but because of the constitution, uh, no, no, they won't say that. But inwardly, they will not feel too happy. Mm -hmm. They are much happier with a child who is going to execute what he, what he or she has been told. Is it the belief that you, you're writing about it? <laughs> it's an observation. <laughs> it's an observation. <laughs> because oh, because I also happen, uh, I also happen to be at the DI primary school where I am teaching parents, uh, not teaching, but I'm actually assisting parents to upgrade their parenting skills, and that's why I know that. Because I've written extensively in parenting. In fact, my strength is in parenting. Wow! How many children do you have, Mr. V? Uh, you mean the one I, the ones I know of? Six. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 leave it there. <laughs> the ones you know. <laughs> yeah, no, they 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 must be proud of you as a as a father. And uh, yeah, yeah, I can only imagine how they feel about you. So, um, because of our time, let's just uh, jump into one last more um, fact. fact number well, seven. The, well, actually, we are not going to fact number seven because it is this is step mm -hmm. six. Where the six A, it's a fact about the problem itself. There is also six okay. B, which is okay. the six A and six B. Six A is a problem about it. it it's a fact about the problem. Then 6B is a fact about you as the person. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, what does mm -hmm. it mean? The thing is, it is pointless you getting up and trying to wrestle a problem if you don't have what it takes to deal with it. What, am I, what, what do I mean by that? What I'm trying to say here is that you have to, you know, in accounting, in accounting, there's what they call a balance sheet. A balance sheet is a financial statement which has assets, liabilities, and equity. So for a layperson, in a balance sheet, you have the assets are those things which increase the value of the business, and the liabilities are those things which diminish the value of the business. And the difference between the two becomes the value of the business. It either becomes positive or negative, and they call that equity. So I've gone in and stole that from accounting, and I put together what I call the personal balance sheet. Now, in terms of you, 
How qualified are you in terms of your skills, your knowledge, your attributes, your tools, and the techniques, and the resources, and the experience to deal with this problem? So what you now got to do is to understand yourself, to say, look, am I really up to, I mean, it's pointless trying to tackle a problem and you are totally out of your depth. It's like Lesotho saying we are declaring war on Russia. It's, it doesn't make sense. Russia can actually make them angry, but they can't actually take up arms against Russia. That won't work. They have to do an assessment of their own position to say, yes, we might actually want to do this. But the question is, do we have the ability to do it? That is a self-assessment. Now I get you. I get you. <laughs> um, if you have any questions uh, from Telegram, please uh, don't hesitate to uh, ask the question or even give a comment. But um, from what I've heard today, yeah, it's it's enough to to carry me for the next week, and um, uh, until we we see you back again, Mister V. <laughs> you you have to be a, a constant feature <laughs> on our show. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because of the wisdom. We need that wisdom, and 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 the reason why I'm seeing this is because um, our show mainly anchors on, 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 on mental health issues mm-hmm. and, and anything that has to do with our wellness um, is what appeals to, to our show. And if we are able to have uh, wisdom from people like yourself uh, coming to the show and, and, you know, and, and also engaging our audience in that way, Imagine what the impact is to to the audience, their mental-wise, their emotional uh, wellness as well, because these two are connected. You know, you can't be be, uh, mentally well and then emotionally um, otherwise, you know, the opposite. It has to balance. You have Mm -hmm. to be well every way so that Mm -hmm. you, you continue with your life. So that's why we we like to engage in, in these topics, uh, various t- topics that we have about mental wellness, uh, wellness, oh, that English now is gone, Your, our mental health wellness that we do. And um, we hope that we will have you again on, on our show. And we also want to thank uh, those on Telegram that have connected. Your inputs are valuable to us. And we always looking forward to hearing from you. Your questions open up you know, a lot more of of this wealth of information and knowledge that we are able to gather from, from the show. So, Mr. V, just a closing remark. What can you say to our audience? What I can say to the audience is um, the, the steps that we've done, uh, it's only about what? It's, it's about one-third of what we are supposed to be doing. So the, what we are taking away from here is the fact that we should be able to understand that if we don't sharpen our thinking and decision-making skills, they, that act is going to give rise 
to a lot of problems in the future. And a very simple example I can give you is that in 1997, Minister Penuel Maduna and the Deputy Shabangu decided they were not going to uh, support what ESCOM was looking for. That was in 1997. And because they had a defect in their thinking skills, they ended up with a decision which is haunting us today. So that is not only restricted to Minister Maduna and the, and, and the government, but we as human beings, we should be very, very circumspect when it actually comes to making a decision because you might actually end up what, with what we call the cobra effect. You try to resolve a problem and you end up with a much bigger problem. So any decision should not be treated lightly. Any choices we make should not be treated lightly. We must always have the conscious awareness to say that any decision is going to either improve my life or destroy my life. I hope my next decision will, will improve our life. Um, the decision of ending the show <laughs> because of time. <laughs> yeah, before we, we hit another load shedding, but we thank you so much. Hilda, any closing remark there? I see you raise your hand. Well, I want to thank Sistanji and your guests there. I'm in a situation where I really needed to know the facts and to know my limitations and all that. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure to hear from you, Hilda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sistanji, anything from you? Let's see if I can unmute her there. If you have anything uh, to close, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, loud and clear. I, 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 the only thing I can say, um, Murungwa and, and, and Neo and other people know that I'm not young anymore, but I've grown today. I'm so matured about this topic of today. It has balanced me so much. Thank you very much. <laughs> All credit to Mr. V. Yeah. Yeah, the, the wealth of this information is so good because exactly like you said, Neo, it adds to our well being, mm. positive well being. Mm. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to have you, um, Assistant Lee. Mr. V, how do you feel about this comment? Sure. No, I feel so wonderful. I mean that is so so gratifying. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So that's all the more reason to have you back, eh? <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks to everyone who connected on other platforms uh, to view the show and those that will be listening to our recorded podcast and also uh, podcasts on, on, on other podcast platforms like uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, any podcast platform that you desire to use, you will find us there. And uh, also on YouTube, you can also watch there and uh, leave your comment for Mr. V when he comes back for other steps because we still have a lot of steps to go through. We only <laughs> dealt with six, six, seven, eight, eight steps. 
Yeah. Actually, we've done we've dealt with six steps. We're actually going to step number twenty-one. We're actually going to step number seven the next number time seven. around. Yes. Yeah. We've done six. Maybe because I counted six A and six B. <laughs> it's still six. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, this is Nao Murapedi and the host of NMP Talk Show, and this is me signing out.